This is the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you all the big match reaction with views from the press box, the dugout and the stands. Advantage Liverpool as they defeat Benfica 3-1 in Lisbon at the Estadio de Luz in the Champions League quarter-final first leg. You're listening to the post-game podcast with Patrick Smith, courtesy of the Liverpool Echo. And thanks to goals from Ibrahim Akanate, Sadio Mane and Luis Diaz, the Reds have the advantage heading into next week's second leg at Anfield. Liverpool dominated the first half with an Ibu Kanate header and a superb team goal finished off by Sadio Mane taking the Reds into a deserved 2-0 lead, which could and perhaps should have been more. The hosts came out fighting in the second half and caused a scare when the brilliant young forward Darwin Nunez clawed one back, but Luis Diaz would have the last laugh against his former Portuguese club rivals, rounding the keeper to ensure Liverpool would head home with a two-goal advantage. Stick around with me here on the post-game podcast as we bring you the reaction from the press box of Paul Gorse, the dugout with Jürgen Klopp and the reaction of the fans from the stands. The post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel. Liverpool have got one foot in the European Cup semi-finals after the 3-1 win here at the Stadio de Luz against Benfica. Um, the end club side threw out of the traps and um, were good value for the for the win in the end, it has to be said. Uh, Benfica, surprise quarter-finalists, some might say, but Liverpool found themselves up against the side. They were uh, superior in all departments. Ibrahim Akanate headed in the first and uh, Liverpool were busy in their opponents in the, uh, the yellow kits. It looked like uh, Benfica couldn't really get a grasp on the visitors in the early stages, Liverpool flying forward in numbers, Naby Keita was superb, uh, had a few chances in the first half uh, before Canate opened the score and uh, Sadio Mane made it two after uh, a great pass from Alexander-Arnold to Luis Diaz who headed across goal for uh, Sadio Mane to tap in but Benfica rallied, uh, in fairness to them, Darwin Nunes, their, um, their up-and-coming striker, he, uh, he made a 2-1 after a rare mistake from Canate but uh, once Liverpool kind of settled down, Jürgen Klopp brought on three changes he brought on. Uh, Jordan Henderson, Diogo Jota and Roberto Firmino and Liverpool really regained the composure and saw out the game until the final stages when Luis Diaz rounded the keeper after uh, a superb through ball from Naby Keita, he rounded the keeper, made a 3-1 and put the gloss on the results and Liverpool now have one foot in the European Cup semi-finals if you say it's um, Liverpool, well, when the draw was made, um, you were looking at it thinking that Liverpool were, were strong favourites to emerge past Benfica and get into the semi-finals once again where they could come up against either uh, Bayern Munich or Villarreal but uh, after tonight's victory getting uh, Benfica back to Anfield with a 3-1 lead from the first leg really does strengthen their chances and it could even afford the Klopp a great opportunity to rest a few legs as we know uh, April is going to be uh, an incredibly busy month for Liverpool fight on all fronts it's uh, after the Etihad now on Sunday Jürgen Klopp said that uh, Liverpool are coming up against the best team in the world in Manchester City and uh, Sunday's game at the Etihad will go a long way to decide just whose name is on the uh, Premier League title this season. But uh, Liverpool have done the business this evening uh, in Lisbon. It's finished. Uh, Benfica 1, Liverpool 3. The post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel. Sorry. No, it doesn't tell the whole story, you're right, but the most important things of the story pretty much um, because we came here for a result. Um, I didn't expect the game being any easier, I knew, and I have to say a big compliment to Benfica. They really fought for their lives, um, especially after we gave them, after we opened a door a little bit for them. Um, it was clear when, when they scored that the crowd will be back and that the atmosphere was really, really, really good. 
and good football teams tend to use that. But we could calm them down immediately a little bit with the three changes. I think it helped the other boys um, worked really hard. But you know, that's why they have all a tough period going through, and, and that's why it was helpful that we could bring fresh legs. Um, and then the game was slightly more open than I would have wished, of course, but we scored a third one and I think everybody in the room agrees we could have scored more goals, maybe should have. Well, I said big compliment to Benfica, but anyway, the best player of Benfica was the goalie, probably. Um, that says a lot. Um, it's half-time, we had two goals up. We were in, in the half-time today, two goals up and we knew it's not over. It's exactly the same information we have now. Um, and but now they have come to Enfield, and we have to use that. That's it. How much as well? Yeah, there's a game like tonight. Ah. Actually, his questions are not very interesting. So <laughs> you tried that one before, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> um, how much does a game like tonight, though, take out? of a side like your own and you've been able to manage minutes once again so just how important was that particularly with the game that you've got coming up it makes it makes all the it makes all the difference because um hopefully at, the, at one point this discussion will stop um with about having an advantage with changing five times it's a necessity so it's april we have already i don't know exactly what but around about 49 games club games plus the games the boys played for their countries so um, and all the decisions will be made from now on so we need the boys have to really dig deep um, and fight with all they have but the more often you have the chance then to to, to, to share this intensity the better it is for the players obviously and the better it is for the for the game and um, yeah that we could do that tonight but both teams could do it so and um, they brought a lot of they made five changes as well, I'm pretty sure. Um, and so, all good. I make the two questions right now uh, to make it easier. Uh, first of all, I would like to know if you think that this tie is closed. And the next one is no. uh, if you look, uh, <laughs> if you are, if you are, if you made some change in the team, uh, looking for the the next game that you have, because probably is the 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 game who will decide the title. Uh, wait, 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 wait. And, and the second question: If we made some you, changes, you made some, some changes in the team today. I, yes, we made today. some changes. Yes, Had and I would like to know if you make that changes, thinking about the the, the game that you will have on the weekend, okay. because probably it's the the game that decides good, the title. Yeah, good question. Then um, two very good questions. Both answers are no and no. Um, now the, the tie is not closed because uh, how is that? It's half time. And we know that, and we, we knew in half time today that it's not done. Would have wished we wouldn't have given them the opportunity to come back in the game, but that's football and they deserved it. Completely fine with that. Um, it's an away game in the Champions League in the quarterfinal. If that would be easy, something would be wrong with the competition. Um, but it's a great competition and Benfica didn't get um, didn't get the quarterfinal as a present. They came through an incredibly tough group and played against one of the most talented teams in Europe with Ajaxo and here they are and today they really want to go for it and they will go want to go for it. We have 
a very usually a very good atmosphere in European nights as well. Um, this time I hope I hope and I've been pretty sure it will help us, but it's not closed. And I didn't think a second until now about the city game, so I could not make decisions because of the city game when you don't think about it. Good evening. Congratulations on your victory. Uh, throughout the game, we saw uh, Konate man marking uh, Everton. Did you? Did your team saw uh, potential counterattacks counter by Benfica as their biggest threat? And did you look to prevent this by cutting down passing lanes and man marking their fastest players like Darwin, Everton, and Rafa? You saw us man marking. Then we played really bad. Sorry. You saw us man marking a player. Yes, Konate man marking uh, Everton throughout the game. Was that the uh, attacking to prevent counter That's only possible if, if Everton is already always around Konate because we defend the space. And if it did it, I have to watch the game back. If it did it, then I have to make sure that it will never happen again because we def we play against the ball and not against Everton or all the other boys. It happens in the box, can happen cross from outside, and you have to man mark. That's clear. All other situations, not. So it was not part of the game plan, not at all. Um, but. I have to watch the game. I will watch the game back anyway. And if we man marked him, I will tell you before the second game. And then um, that's not the plan now. Welcome. Uh, just a couple of things, Jürgen. Is um, Fabinho okay? It looked like he was bleeding from the back of his head. There's a little. Is a, there's a little. Does it still work? Because it's green. You can still hear me? Ah, good. Uh, okay. <laughs> Okay. Ah, he's fine. Great. Um, no, he's he's fine. He, that's how it looks. He had a, a cut in the back of his head, and obviously there are no hair who could hold the blood back. That they had to needed a bit of time, um, and but he should be completely fine. When uh, Mo was coming off, you gave him a sort of um, not a hug, but a, there was there was a bit more in the handshake than normal, like as if to say he looked like he, the the chance that he missed at the first half really bothered him. And he was, and he was. You were almost to Com say, keep your head. Completely up. normal. I did nothing different to use to what I do usually. I think um, uh, if the game is kind of decided, you then are a bit more with the players who come off. If the game is open like it was, then you just give a clap and and um, about all the rest we can speak later. Each player um, in that situation um, wants to score. And obviously, with all the stories around and um, the, the thing, um, it's clear that Mo wants to score as well, um, especially in this moment. Um, but it's it's all fine. It's a tough period. Both boys came back from Africa. It's really not easy. Massive pressure on both of the shoulders. Um, both had to sort it for their countries. Um, the, the managers had their part in that as well to put it on them, I think. And that's now that needs a bit time to settle. That's all. Important game for, for Mo and Sadio tonight. Uh, one could score the other one, unfortunately not, but everything will be fine. Nils Bastek, Deutsche Presseagentur, guten Abend. Um, you know your game schedule obviously better than I do, so I don't need to tell you what's ahead. Thank um, it's you. not only the City game, but also the second leg against Benfica and other games. What meaning do these next week have, in your opinion, for the outcome of the season? <laughs> you ask me after it. So, um, if you win against City, obviously, it's already difficult enough. I think nobody would think, okay, that's it. <laughs> Decided.
um, because quality of the opponent. We, we play now against the best team in the world. Um, that's how it is. But um, we will give it a try anyway, um, and that's it pretty much. But oh, yeah, so. What we did in the last few months, six, seven, eight months uh, since the season started, we created a basis, a better basis you can't create. That's it. We are in this, we're in the quarterfinal, we're in the semifinal, and in the, the further you go in competitions, the harder it gets. That's the, that's the, unfortunately the truth. You you barely reach the final and play there against a team and win eight nil. That uh, that doesn't happen. So like the Chelsea fi final was incredibly intense to top class sides and that's how it will how all the games will be for us from now on we know but we know it already it's uh, since since um late december it was clear if we want to uh achieve something we better win all our games <laughs> and um that this is not um really likely we know but that's why we take it game by game and then it's maybe a little bit more possible but it will be really tough and yes everybody knows about the importance of the next game but um, after this game there will be other games um, in other competitions but in the Premier League as well so um, if you cannot be first you want to be second if you are behind you want to come closer that's all I know it's um, and if you are close you want to overtake that's the situation and um, how is that? We will give it a proper try. Thank you very much, everyone. It was a pleasure. See you in Liverpool, most of you. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Steve Dawson on Liverpool's 3-1 win away at Benfica in the quarterfinals of the Champions League. And of course, that is an excellent result. But I come away from this one thinking it could have been so much better. I mean... You know, with a little bit of good fortune here and there, we could be looking at 5-0 and then you can play You can play anyone you want in the second leg. And we can rest our players, seeing as we're involved in so many competitions. That is a, an important element, but 3-1 oh, is not a bad result, isn't it? The reason I think 5-0 is feasible is because, of course, we shouldn't have conceded. Um, Ibrahim Okonate is a big fella, isn't he? And I've got good things to say about him in a moment. But a little bit clumsy, the way he misjudged the ball. You can see someone like Joel Matip making that kind of mistake. You know, big lads, uh, a higher centre of gravity. Someone like a Joe Gomez maybe might have dealt with that slightly better. Um, but it's one of those things. I think he was having a super game otherwise. Um, and then, you know, we really ought to have scored a couple more. I think Mo, uh, a few seconds before the halftime whistle blew, waited too long to pull the trigger on I think it was the second bounce the goalkeeper was in no man's land he wasn't rushing out to the ball and he wasn't close enough to his line it would have been I think relatively straightforward for some of someone of Mo's ability to just lob him and I think we could have gone in at half time three nothing up then I think also Diogo Jota um, fair enough was was denied by good goalkeeping spread himself well put that I think it was his right leg out um, even though he was, he was going the other way with his with his body and his hands and that was good enough to stop Jota but you know clean through one on one you'd, you'd like to have seen Diogo Jota score that and, well what a result that would have been but look this, this is a great result 3-1 away from home 
against Benfica. Um, going back to the beginning of the game, there were some eyebrow-raising selections by Jürgen, uh, none of which I think took any advantage away from us. That's the squad we have these days. We have a good number of players who are of a similar level and can perform um, at, at a high standard, good good quality. Konate uh, in for Joel Matip, not a huge surprise, I think. I think some of that perhaps is is to do with the personnel that we were facing. Some of it is to do with the fact that we've got Manchester City at the weekend. Some of it is to do with the fact that we were away from home. And Konate is a, is a fabulous player. And I think up until the point where he, he made the error, he was having an absolutely storming game. He was doing very, very well. There was one uh, particular example. I mean, it was off the ball and it was easy to, to not notice it. But... Liverpool were just getting back at speed because Benfica had the ball and were, were coming at us. And he was charging down the middle of the field at some speed. I mean, he really got some pace, isn't he? Which is a, a great attribute to have. But I think he was doing well. And, and I think he composed himself after the error as well. And it was a super goal, wasn't it? I mean, it was a dominant header, power and placement from Andy Robertson's corner. So um, I hope he's not too despondent about the mistake he made. He had a good game today. Naby Keita in for Jordan Henderson was a surprise. Um, I think maybe Hendo still recovering from his his uh, England duty, and uh, and Naby Keita is 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 not a drop off for me. You know, he's he's he played very very well. He was very involved throughout the ninety minutes. Um, had shots on goal, provided the assist for Diaz in the end, super game. And Diaz uh, in for Jota. And I, I, I think I said on the last pod that I expected Jota to start today. But when you pick Diaz, he's got so much energy, such great stamina. You expect him to play the whole game. And that's that's exactly what he did. And um, an assist for him, a goal for him, so much energy. He's just... He's just such a busy, energetic player to have, and uh, yeah, they were they were surprising, but uh, great selections. Very, very happy with that. And I think I think Manchester City was certainly on um, Jurgen's mind when it came to making substitutions. Hendo coming on for Thiago, who who played well and is a very different player from all of the other Liverpool players. He's got he's got ability that other players don't have. And he's got a mindset that other players at Liverpool don't have because from that midfield position, he's the most progressive in terms of playing the ball forward. But he does give the ball away. And I noticed a couple of times he gave the ball away. One of them, he then had to commit a foul. I'm not sure if he was booked after that, but if he was, I think that certainly um, played a part in Jürgen withdrawing him for Jordan Henderson. Fascinated to see how he starts the City game. I suspect it'll be Thiago and Hendo in front of Fabinho. Uh, Bobby coming on for Sadio Mane, Jota coming on for Mo Salah. Uh, I think it wasn't Mo's day, really. Um, and he wasn't that great in uh, the game at the weekend either. But I think um, not just not overplaying those two very much with Manchester City on our minds. So great results. It's going to take... Uh, a chaotic collapse at Anfield for us not to go through to the semi-final now um, and I'm sure Jürgen will manage that very well indeed 
Uh, I think the referee was on our side today, by the way, and I felt that early on, and I continue to feel that way throughout the game. Um, so I hope he's the referee in the second leg as well. Very, very satisfying. Really looking forward to the weekend now. And that's, a, that's another signal, isn't it, that you send to all of Europe. You go to Benfica, you win 3-1, and it could have been 5-0. Fabulous. At Gulasahi on Twitter, G-U-L-A-S-A-H-I. Mike Holt from Go On The Match podcast with my review on Benfica 1, Liverpool 3. Um, a very mixed performance, to be honest. Um, I'd probably say I'm not too sure the scoreline flatters us as such because we had some great opportunities, but so did Benfica. Um, it was very much a mixed game. Um, first 10 minutes, I think Benfica um, came flying out the blocks. Um atmosphere in the ground sounded amazing um and that first 10 minutes we struggled a little bit um and then obviously we get the set piece with Canate scoring really good header as well really good delivery um that'll be his first goal for the club which is obviously good to do his confidence good but that's that goal really did settle us down um quite nicely for the first half um and obviously we get we get the second there Unbelievable ball, and um, the little diag cross field over to from Trent over to Luis Diaz heads it nicely into the path of Mane. You could only find the back of the net, um, and you, then you're thinking, you know, cruise control. You know, the tie's done. Benfica were looking quite poor. Um, obviously, they started really well, but it, they looked like their body language at two 0 Thought, you know, let's just try and keep it below four, possibly. But then come out the second half, you know, and it it was a completely different performance. Um, strange, really, because, you know, obviously personnel didn't change. But I think there was just a few hairy moments and a few nervous moments that probably offset the team a little bit. Um, and obviously they get their goal from just a sloppy mistake from Canate. On another day, he just swings the left foot at that and clears it. But, you know, is it... it his feet positioning weren't brilliant for that. Um, and obviously, they took it away nicely to make it a bit edgy at 2-1. And then, you know, for the last maybe half an hour, it, I know we were in control, but we were just trying to see the game out. You know, if we were to go back to Anfield with a 2-1, I think we'd have been quite comfortable with that with no injuries going into Sunday's game. And obviously, we'd just get the one from um, Diaz right at the end there. Um Kater, who did really well for that for that goal, driving through midfield, plays a nice ball through. Great ball. And then um, Diaz takes it around the keeper. Great finish. I'm sure he loved that one after getting booed for the majority of the game. Um, and obviously, we come away with a 3-1 win. But, yeah, I think if you looked at that, you'd probably think, and you hadn't watched the game, you'd probably think typical Liverpool performance. But... You know, throughout the night, it wasn't wasn't necessarily like that. Um, Benfica had some good chances. Otamendi had a great chance with a header in the first half, I think it was. Um, and, you know, I know we did there. With Jota had one at the end too, didn't he? But, you know, t- I, it looked very much to me like a performance from a team that have Sunday on their mind. Um, especially going into that second half when we were 2-0 up, I thought... You know, these boys are already thinking about City on Sunday. And, and you can't blame them. Um, you know, I think all those fans are probably 
guilty of feeling the same thing. Um, thinking about how big that that match is on Sunday against City. Um, so you can't blame them, but to come away with a good scoreline, um, it's still a credit to them. Um, and I think you know the tie probably is done with that Diaz goal at the end there. I think that's probably killed off a little bit, um, which which is good for us because hopefully we'll be able to shape the team up a bit, a bit different in the, in the second leg. And you know, going into individual performances for um, at the back, Allison, you know, he didn't have too much to do. He had one hairy moment, which he got away with at 2-1. Um, Van Dijk, yeah, Van Dijk's a funny one because he almost looks annoyed when he has to actually do some defensive work. Um, and he did have to do some stuff tonight. Um, Canate, a very mixed game from him, obviously a great goal. Had a few hairy moments, um, but, you know, he's. I'm not going to slate him because he's only a young defender. He's only going to get better playing alongside Virgil. Robertson and Trent, I thought they had really good games. Um, I thought they, um, they they gave a lot going forward, um, which some t- in some games in the past, maybe the Watford game, didn't see that too much for Robertson, certainly. Um, but I thought today he got forward a lot more, um, and Trent's distribution was typical Trent Alexander-Arnold. Midfield, obviously, give Henderson a rest, rest tonight at the start. Fabino, Cato and Thiago, yeah, mixed midfield, that really, isn't it? Thiago's a funny one because, you know, when he pulls off a great pass, it looks unbelievable, but then he, he almost does these, like, you know, it, like suicidal balls sometimes where he gives the ball away and just before he got brought off, you know, he gave the ball away and then he gave a cynical, you know, free kick away and get the yellow card and he was rolling his eyes and it was... A mixed game from him, you know, when he's on it and his passing's great, you know, he's a game changer, but sometimes he does give the ball away quite a lot. Um, Keita, again, you just don't know, he's a mixed bag, Naby Keita, you never know what you're going to get. Um, first half, I thought he was really poor. Um, I was quite shocked to see some Reds saying that he was really good. But then maybe in the last 20, 25 minutes, I thought he was really good. <laughs> so you just don't know what you're going to get with him. Um, Fabinho, superb. Up front, Salah, probably the poorest game Salah's had um, for us in Liverpool shirt this season, I'd say. Wasn't great against Watford at the weekend. You know, you could put it down to tiredness. Um, and it probably is tiredness after AFCON. Um, but, you know, the physios are getting paid a lot of money in Liverpool. If they said he was tired, he wouldn't be playing. Um, so, you know, we can write that one off and hopefully he's saving his goals for the weekend. And then up front, Diaz, live wire, always is. Um, I think he really enjoyed that game. Um, and Mane, yeah, in and out of the game, obviously gets his goal. Um, his touch wasn't quite on it tonight, but I like seeing him in that number nine position. I think he's offered a lot that this season. Um, and, and, you know, it, it's, it's really reassuring to see that he can do that role. And then subs coming on, I thought were clever. They were the right time, the right substitutions. Um, in Henderson, Jota, and Firmino. I thought Firmino was really good when he came on. Actually, I thought his work rate was superb. And Henderson, obviously coming on there, shoring things up and giving us a little lead, a bit of leadership in that midfield. I think that definitely helped in the last twenty. So, three-one win um, away in Portugal at Benfica. Um, you know, we took that at the start of the game. No injuries. 
and we go into that massive game, you know, league deciding, in my opinion, basically a cup final, and hopefully, you know, come away with all three points. A really positive first leg result for Liverpool going away to Benfica, and one in the first half in terms of performance levels that I felt Liverpool plays really well in the game, were totally dominant throughout the period and looked the much superior team to their opponents. In the second half, it became a lot more difficult. Liverpool making a big mistake with Canati, making a mistake in the penalty area, which gave a little bit of momentum to Benfica at that point. And there was some sloppy moments for Liverpool after that. There was a couple of chances from outside the penalty area. And obviously, Van Dijk, an incident within the penalty area where Benfica were looking to get the referee's decision. However, substitutions changed the game for Liverpool and Liverpool seemed to seize back control after that and, for me, were comfortable in the way they seized out the game and obviously got a goal which to cement the 3-1 victory away from home. And I don't think Benfica are a great side in terms of Champions League teams, in terms of the latter stages of where they're currently at at this moment in time. So it was a favourable draw for Liverpool. And everything that I've seen throughout the 90 minutes, bar a period of real sloppiness that probably Liverpool brought on themselves, I can't see anything but a comfortable progression to the next round of the competition. And I think Liverpool obviously getting the additional goal at the end, they will hope that they can have the possibility, especially in the second half at Anfield, if they were to be in an even more advantageous position to potentially rest some legs in such a crucial period with not just so many games coming, but such crucial games in absolutely every competition. There's no margin for error in any of the competitions they're in, which could be valuable. Liverpool obviously made changes to the side today. And I suppose really it's to look forward. The, the question is after the game is to look forward to the Manchester City game and how Liverpool may approach the fixture what players they may use, what personnel, and obviously what game plan they'll take into the game. Now, I think it's pretty much set in stone how we would expect to see the back four. Obviously, Matip will come back in, outstanding player, and Canati has huge potential. However, I think tonight we've seen some of that inexperience and some of the things that naturally he still has to work on in his game. I felt at times he was he was far too tight to the forward players and could have been rolled a few times, such as his physicality, he managed to get out of the situations, but he has got a slight little bit of stiffness to him within his engagements and especially when he gets too tight and then gets rolled, that capacity to retrieve the situation. And I think a bit of that stiffness was shown in the penalty area today when obviously he didn't connect technically well enough with the ball and allowed Benfica back into the game. But... You know, he's on a learning process and I'm sure he'll be a, a very good player for Liverpool. So Matip will come back in to the back four. And midfield, I don't think there's a doubt really about how the midfield will line up. Obviously, Fabinho will play. Henderson will come back in as the captain of the side. And Thiago will play. However, I would say that Naby Keita, I felt, played very well tonight. Him and Fabinho... Out of character, Thiago actually had a poor start to the second half, very much sloppy, and then was obviously taken off within that spell that Liverpool lost control, which is surprising because if you want anyone to exert control on a football match, you would always 
normally want Thiago on the field. But Keita was excellent in the game. Won the ball back constantly. Was on the front foot in progressing the ball. Obviously made the goal for Luis Diaz at the ends. Helped by via the deflection. Got in good areas. Didn't quite have to finish in terms of Keita as well. So it was a really assured performance from Keita. And I think it would be in Klopp's mind just the way he's been playing over the last few months. I think this is his best spell of his Liverpool career, Keita. And I think he's got an argument to play within them, the three-man midfield. But I think probably the biggest argument would see him start over Henderson because I don't think you can leave out Thiago or Fabinho in such a big game. The record suggests that and such. I think they're the most valuable and important players in Liverpool's midfield. And the reason I say I feel the midfield will still pick itself, I don't believe in such a big game he leaves Henderson out. I don't see that happening. So I think it will be Henderson, Thiago and Fabinho. And I suppose that leads us on to the most intriguing aspect of how Liverpool fare up against Manchester City, and that is the forward line at this moment in time. So often throughout Klopp's tenure as Liverpool manager, you could almost pick it off. Well, you could always pick it before the game started. You knew that all the three players were going to play 90 minutes more or more or less. And they were going to be so valuable to Liverpool gaining results in every game. It is a bit different now with Liverpool obviously having five options that go numerically into three in Liverpool's system. So, Salah play, I have no doubts. He's in a bad patch of form at this moment in time. And I would say actually a very bad patch of form. Some of his decision-making and his... His actual technique when he's travelling with the ball or simple, normal takes out the air, for example, in, in this particular game. I think he is playing with a slight lack of confidence at this moment, which is really surprising when you consider such a high he's been throughout the season. But he plays, for me, there's no no question about that. Obviously, he's still Liverpool's best player and you need him on the field to play and the balance he gives you with that left foot coming off the right-hand side. So if he plays... I also think Manny plays. I don't think Klopp leaves out Sadio Manny. And again, I don't think Manny's been in particularly brilliant form, but he's still proven decisive in the majority of the games that he plays. And when he has actually played in the central position, I think he can be untidy on the ball. Obviously, he's accepting the ball with pressure from different sides as opposed to his normal game where he's normally receiving with pressure from one side in a wide area. And so I have my doubts whether he'll play in that central position against Manchester City. However, I think he'll play. I think every big game that Jürgen Klopp's ever played as Liverpool manager, albeit he hasn't had the options he has now, I think he always has played Manny and always will continue to at this moment in time. So, with that said, then you have a situation where three players are vying for one spot, and that's obviously Luis Diaz, Roberto Firmino and Diogo Jota, and all have the claims to start. Firmino, you've seen the extra level control that Liverpool were able to have within the game when he came onto the field of play, dropping into his natural position, playing as almost a nine and a half in Liverpool system. We don't need to go on about his attributes. We know what they are. He can connect midfield to attack. Much more ability to interact with other midfield players and make the ball stick and progress in the final third in the central area. Jota, who within the 18-yard box has probably been, well, he has been Liverpool's most decisive player. And so his ability to decide games, either with the first goal or a goal which changes the course of the game in terms of drawing the game, 
allows you to think that he obviously has the opportunity to stake his claim. And then obviously who will have Luis Diaz, who outstanding in terms of having the ball at his feet, protecting the ball, securing the ball, press resistance in the final third, offers a threat in behind and is able to travel with the ball 1v1 and commit players and, and beat them in, in 1v1 duels. So you've got a lot of players with different attributes there. Personally, I think Luis Diaz has to play. That would be my opinion. I think the game, as always against Manchester City, Manchester City will have the majority of the ball. Liverpool will have more control than in previous seasons. They have more players in the central midfield play, uh, position in the field, especially if Thiago, as expected, plays. So Liverpool will have a, a, a periods, of, periods of possession. But Manchester City will, for the main, have the ball. And it, the game has always been decided by how much control Manchester City can exert within the game in all fac factions of the game. And then what Liverpool can do in the transition moments when they have the ball, we know how to hit Guardiola's teams, the spaces in behind or in between centre-half and full-back. And then I feel you have to go with the players who are most likely to hit the opposition in that sense. And I believe that Luis Diaz, in 1v1 situations, is that player. And then, me personally, I mean, I don't believe he'll he'll leave Manny out. And there's, there's massive arguments to say why Manny plays, because as, as untidy as he has been in the central area, sometimes with the ball at his feet, he can still prove so decisive around the 18-yard box, where Firmino's the complete opposite. He obviously will make the ball stick, however, doesn't offer that threat. And chances are obviously going to be more limited against Manchester City. You're going to get a, a small amounts of times in which to transition when Liverpool, uh, Manchester City are out of shape and you have to take them opportunities. Now, Liverpool have to make the right decision. They have to make the right pass, the right finish. They have to use them counter-attacking situations and then transition moments as much as they possibly can. And that could well be the game. Now, how Klopp decides will be best to take advantage of them situations could ultimately decide the game. The personality selects and how successful or unsuccessful they are, for me, decides how well Liverpool get on in the game because unlike Manchester City, Liverpool, as shown tonight against Benfica, can have moments within games and periods within games when they can lose control. Manchester City will not lose control. However, they will always give you an opportunity because of the nature of how they play and the, the weapons that Liverpool have at their disposal to try and hate them. I mean, Jossie, you could argue, is a perfect counter-attacking player because of what he, essentially that's what he was at Wolves, progressing the ball, transferring the ball by travelling with it through distance. However, obviously, for Liverpool, he has been more of that penalty box poacher. And again, I think the untidiness of some of his retention of the ball may go against him. So, interesting who he decides to pick and it could not only decide that match but I suppose the destination of the title although it's a long way to go if Liverpool were to lose the game I don't believe looking at the fixtures they can win the Premier League it's that big really so I await the team scenes to drop a 3-1 win away at Benfica this evening in the quarter-final of the Champions League first leg and that's definitely one foot firmly in the semi-finals with the second leg to come next week at Anfield. Really, really good atmosphere. The Benfica fans are absolutely bouncing, really up for it, and yet the, the atmosphere didn't half come through. Um, they didn't stop singing in them first, well, the whole game really, but like I say, the first 15, 20 minutes, the fans were, they were going crazy, and Liverpool 
it was one of them where you think we need something to silence the crowd, but they were really up for it. But I thought Liverpool in that first half, I thought they were really good in Liverpool in that first half. So many chances. Um, can't even remember after them. Cater could have had two, three, three goals. I mean, Salah has had a couple of good one-on-one chances. I'm sure I remember Diaz getting through on goal. So, yeah, first half we had so many chances. But it was Canate that made the breakthrough. Um, it was about 15, 16 minutes. Great co- uh, great balling from Robbo from the corner. And the man mountain that is Canate with a great header, downward header, bottom corner. And he's probably the least expected to score on the pitch. And we've gone 1-0 up. But, like I say, nothing more than we deserved in that first half. And we carried on from the goal. Chance after chance was created. Yeah, Benfica um, looked a little bit of a threat on on the counter-attack. They looked a little bit pacey. And obviously, with Liverpool's high line, they were trying to get in there behind it. But, like I say, in that first half, Canate was really, really solid. And, um, yeah, it was it was really, really decent first half. And we ended up getting the second. Uh, Mane... I think it was Trent, a great a great ball from Trent. Diaz nods it down, Mane just basically gets the tap in there to make it 2-0 and I think it was about 35 minutes gone and you, you're you thinking this can be 3-4-5-0, this can be game over uh, for this evening but, you know, they got to they got to the um, end of the first half, only 2-0 only up, like I say, it could have been 3-4-5 at that point and... You just opened as more of the same in the second half, but it was um, it was a different game. In the second half, they came out really, really up for it, and we just didn't get going in that second half. Some really, really sloppy passing, um, and it's a sloppy mistake that's led to the goal. Canate, who hadn't done anything wrong in that first half, made a really poor mistake, and the ball's come across, and he should just clear the ball. It's somehow gone through his legs. Come to their number nine, Nunes, who's took it well to be fair and done a good finish and it's got them right back into the game and obviously at this point the crowd are going absolutely crazy the crowd are well up for it and yeah, it was a real it was a real struggle in that second half they created a few more really decent chances like we couldn't really string too many chances uh, passes together so you could understand Klopp made a triple substitution about 16 minutes it was uh, got Endo on in there for a bit of experience and Salah and Mane both came off maybe with an eye on it at the weekend obviously but Salah was a little bit off the pace struggled with his touch a little bit but no worries there I'm sure he's going to come good with some of the big games we've got coming in the next few weeks but yeah um, Benfica like I say much better in that second half the lad up front for them uh, number 9 Nunes I thought he was a real threat for them to be fair, um, real pacey, big lad, put himself about and obviously he's got an eye for a goal. I think they mentioned on the commentary there, 20, 28 goals for Benfica in the league this year. So obviously that he knows where the back of the net is. I'm sure teams are going to be looking at him yet. Looks like a real, real good prospect, the, new, the lad Nunes. So we have to be wary of him in the second leg. But luckily we managed to get a late goal there. The substitutions maybe settled it down a little bit. Henderson uh, managed to get on the ball a little bit, slow things down, and we managed to get that third goal to give us that two uh, two goal cushion, which will 
probably be all vital for the second leg and gives us that nice little cushion. Um, it was Diaz who got it. A ball from Keita on the counter. Took a little deflection. But forced to Diaz who takes it wonderfully. Goes around the keeper. Slots it and it's totally his game over. Uh, 3-1. Um, and yeah, wasn't, wasn't too many other chances really in that second half. But Liverpool... Over the 19 minutes, definitely the better side. And we've got to be looking forward now to the second leg, thinking to get the job done. I mean, in the semi-finals, and that's all you can do. It's not about how well you perform at this stage of the season. It's about results. And at the minute, we're getting the results. I'm really into the business end now. So, great win. 3-1. We put that to bed now. And it's... Huge, huge game coming Sunday. They're probably the biggest game of the season so far. It's going to set the set the uh, tone, I think, for the rest of the month. If Liverpool can get anything at the weekend, it really, really opens things up. I think, to be honest. But obviously, not just that game. There's there's game after game now. Come, we've got obviously the second leg. Then we've got City again in the semis. Then it should. United, I think, then it's Everton. So the games are coming thick and fast every three or four days. Huge, huge games. And this is why we watch football and this is why we support Liverpool. We're in the mix for the lot. We'll take it one game at a time, like I always say. We've dealt with Champions League today. We look forward to the Premier League. Man City Sunday, we're going to be up and ready for it. And I just can't wait for the next game. Come on, Liverpool! You've been listening to the Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel.